Chief Justice Roberts orders probe into the egregious leak of abortion draft. So Chief Justice John Roberts on Tuesday ordered an investigation into the unprecedented leak of a draft opinion suggesting the Supreme Court is poised to overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade case that legalized abortion nationwide. Roberts slammed the leak as an egregious breach of trust in the High Court's first public comment since the draft opinion was published by Politico late Monday. Although the document described in yesterday's reports is authentic, it does not represent a decision by the court or the final position of any member on the issues in the case, Roberts said in a statement. To the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations, it will not succeed. The work of the court will not be affected in any way. He added, I have directed the marshal of the court to launch an investigation into the source of the leak. The majority opinion was written by Justice Samuel Alito and leaked in an extraordinary breach of Supreme Court procedure that immediately sparked political outrage and protests outside the court. We, at the court, are blessed to have a workforce, permanent employees, and law clerks alike, intensely loyal to the institution and dedicated to the rule of law, Roberts said. Court employees have an exemplary and important tradition of respecting the confidentiality of the judicial process and upholding the trust of the court. Roberts added, This was a singular and egregious breach of that trust that is an affront to the court and the community of public servants who work here. The opinion drafted in February says that a majority of the Supreme Court is prepared to overrule the landmark Roe v. Wade decision. It isn't yet clear if the majority draft opinion represents the high court's final word on the matter. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Alito wrote in the 98-page first draft labeled as the opinion of the court. If the court does what the draft suggests, it would give states the power to decide whether to ban or heavily regulate abortions going forward. The right to have an abortion up until around 23 or 24 weeks has been federally protected under the Constitution since the Roe v. Wade decision was handed down nearly 50 years ago. Votes and opinions in a case aren't final until a decision is formally announced, and a final decision isn't expected until later this spring. Within hours of the opinion being leaked, barricades were placed around the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C. as protesters from both sides quickly descended on the area. Let's see, any comment section? Any comments on this thing? And nope, doesn't seem like it. Feel free to give your thoughts on this. This is a very uh, dividing issue, to say the least. But, if you want to learn how to get out of debt and master your money, go to 40inbox.com. Elon Musk plans to take Twitter public again in as little as three years, according to this report. Elon Musk plans to take Twitter public again in as little as three years of buying the social media company, the Wall Street Journal reported on Tuesday, citing people familiar with the matter. Twitter did not immediately respond to a Reuters request for comment, while Musk could not be reached for comment. 
Reuters reported earlier this week that Musk is in talks with large investment firms and high net worth individuals about taking on more financing for his $44 billion acquisition of Twitter and tying up less of his wealth in the deal. On April 25th, Twitter's board of directors said it has accepted the Tesla's CEO offer to buy the company, bringing an end to a week-long saga and ushering in a new era for the struggling social media platform. Musk will pay $54.20 per share for the company, which he has vowed to take private. The deal is expected to close later this year, subject to conditions including the approval of Twitter shareholders and regulators. And as reported by The Post, Musk said last month he has lined up $21 billion in cash equity from himself and other co-investors to make the bid for Twitter. Musk said he also has arranged $25.5 billion of committed debt financing through Morgan Stanley in the form of loans against Twitter itself in his personal stock. Musk has also sold off a whopping $8.5 billion in Tesla stock, but he insists that the rest of his stake in the electric car maker will remain untouched for now. And here's the thing, right? So, let's say that he, you know, he buys it for $44 billion, right? At the $54 per share of the company. If three years down the line, he makes the per share price to like $150, $200 and then goes public around that price point, it was a good deal for him, right? In turn, he probably would have made a crazy amount of money. So it's going to be very interesting to see what actually ends up happening. Because if this deal goes through, and if Elon Musk is able to successfully make this company profitable, I would be shocked to see the ending share price, or even the beginning share price of when he takes it public again. Because the price point would probably be insane, right? I... The way that I view it, if he's able to do what he did with Tesla, what he's able to do with Starlink, right, with SpaceX, if he's able to do the exact same thing as with those companies, the Twitter stock price might be a disgustingly high amount of money. Like... This could be a situation where Elon Musk becomes truly one of the wealthiest people for all time, right? Not just like publicly traded, like publicly uh, rich individual, because you know there's like rich princes, rich oil money that you don't even know. You know there's Putin who's probably richer than Elon, right? Technically speaking with the money that he actually has access to. But if Elon could do what he does with Tesla and SpaceX, with Twitter, the amount of money that he would have access to is a, is just mind-blowing, right? Elon Musk might literally become the first ever publicly trillionaire. Okay, and that would be crazy to see someone actually worth 
a trillion dollars. And he very well could end up reaching that point, which would be very cool to see. Elon Musk lambs Apple's App Store fees, 30% tax on the internet. So Elon Musk lamed Apple's widely scrutinized practice of taking a 30% slice of revenue from transactions within his App Store on Monday, asserting that the fee was definitely not okay. The Tesla CEO raises concerns in response to detailing a complaint from European regulators who say Apple abused its leading market position to stifle competition for its mobile payment system, Apple Pay. Apple's store is like having a 30% tax on the internet, Musk said. Musk added that the App Store fee was literally 10 times higher than it should be. Musk is the latest of several tech firms or leaders who have criticized Apple over the 30% fee, which applies to paid downloads and other purchases for developers earning $1 million or more in annual revenue through the store. So here's this tweet, Elon Musk at Elon Musk. Apple store is like having a 30% tax on the internet. Definitely not okay. Elon Musk at Elon Musk, literally 10 times higher than it should be. So Apple representatives did not immediately respond to a request for a comment, and Bloomberg reported that PayPal, the payments platform that Musk co-founded and later sold, played a key role in the potential European regulatory crackdown over Apple Pay, grumbling to the European Commission about the iPhone maker's business practices. U.S. regulators are currently eyeing action against Apple and Google over their App Store business practices, One piece of legislation, the Open App Markets Act, would block online marketplace operators from giving preferential treatment to their own app, among other measures meant to promote a level playing field. Musk previously slammed Apple's App Store fees during the company's high-profile legal battle with Fortnite maker Epic Games. Apple booted the video game company from its App Store in 2020 after it introduced its own payment system. Apple App Store fees are a de facto global tax on the internet. Epic is right, Musk tweeted during the trial. During the trial, an Apple executive revealed the company made at least $100 million in fees from Fortnite commissions during the time the game was available in the App Store. A federal judge later delivered a split verdict in the case, though the ruling was largely in Apple's favor. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg also jabbed Apple in a June 2021 blog post detailing that Facebook would not charge creators for work posted on the social media platform through 2023. When we do introduce a revenue share, it will be less than the 30% that Apple and others take, Zuckerberg said. I mean, feel free to give your thoughts on this. I find this kind of interesting because does this mean that Elon Musk is probably going to push pretty heavy in some sort of revenue stream for Twitter that might like make it or break it kind of scenario for Twitter in terms of profitability because 30% is a large amount of money like a large amount of money by the way if you want to learn how to get a debt go to fortiumbox.com Vice Media hires financial advisor for sale 
According to the report, Vice Media, the Brooklyn-based digital media company founded by Shane Smith, has hired bankers to put the company up for sale, according to a report. Several buyers have expressed preliminary interest in buying Vice outright, CNBC reported late Monday. Vice, which is saddled with outstanding debt and failed to go public via a special acquisition company, is also looking into selling itself in parts, the report said. Vice, the once high-flying digital media darling, valued at $5.7 billion, is currently shopping its lucrative content studio business and hired Bank's PJT partners in LionTree for the transaction, the information reported Friday. According to CNBC, Vice's most desirable assets are likely to be its content studio and creative advertising agency. Virtue, which includes Pulse Films, known for producing films like Pig, starring Nicolas Cage, documentary Bikram, Yogi, Guru, Predator, and Beyonce's Lemonade. Vice attempted to go public via SPAC last year, reaching an agreement with 7GC and co-holdings, a targeted valuation of about $3 billion, including debt, when it attempted to go public last year. If Vice agrees to a deal to sell the entire company, it's likely to garner a price significantly lower than that, sources told CNBC. Vice's SPAC plans failed through as the market cooled and investors weren't sold on Vice's financials and prospects as a standalone public company. Multiple sources with knowledge of Vice's business told the Post at the time that going public was more of a fantasy than a reality for the company, which at its height in 2017 had a bloated valuation of $5.7 billion after private equity investor TPG gave the company a $450 million injection of capital, but that infusion came at a cost. As Vice agreed to hefty future repayments, according to reports. Since then, Vice has stumbled in his effort to grow its business, which has been marked by controversy, questionable deals, and cost cuts. Nobody in the industry seriously thought that Vice was ready to go public. That was never going to happen, said a person with knowledge of the matter at the time. The company has been in a never ending cycle of layoffs, pivots, and emergency cash infusions for half a decade. It appears the downward spiral is still ongoing. Founded as Vice Magazine in 1994 by the bombastic Smith, the company steadily made its push to video and TV. By 2013, Vice had his own weekly news show on HBO. Three years later, it launched a cable channel, Viceland, which slumped in the ratings. Under Smith, Vice had big dreams of becoming a media juggernaut with revenue touching $1 billion by 2015. But a series of critical reports in 2018 on how Vice was built on bluffs and smoke and mirrors by Smith, who reportedly oversaw a toxic work environment for female staff, tarnished the company and its founder. So Vice's fortunes were souring, and by 2019, the HBO show and cable channel were canceled. News leaked out that Vice ponied up $1.87 million to settle a pay disparity class action lawsuit filed by female employees, and Smith was replaced as CEO by A&E boss Nancy Dubuck. Dubuck 
had been charged with changing the company's so-called bro culture, and she was tasked with integrating the struggling girl power-focused media giant Refinery29, which the company acquired in 2019 in an all-stock deal. That deal not only lowered the overall valuation of Vice to about $4 billion at the time, but it also baffled media watchers. The cultures are oil and water, misogyny meets feminism, a digital executive told the Post at the time. When they merge, there will be very deep cuts on the refinery side, predicted the executive. Vice will gut them. The source wasn't too far off as there have been several rounds of reorganization under Dubak across the company, which has not only helped coal costs, but also grow revenue. The Wall Street Journal reported last year that Vice has estimated it will hit $1 billion in revenue by the end of 2023. Now, Vice is mulling a sale as it seeks liquidity for investors and to help pay back about $1 billion in debt. My question is, how on earth are they generating a $1 billion in revenue? To me, that just seems crazy. So CNBC said discussions with potential buyers are ongoing and that no deal is assured or imminent. TPG isn't interested in buying all of Vice, instead is looking to monetize some of its investment, the report said. And a Vice rep told the publication, the market is very active in the studio space right now, and we have built a scaled global world-class studio business that's generated inquiries. When there's that kind of interest, we have to consider it for our investors. Beyond that, there's nothing to comment on. Feel free to give your thoughts on this. If you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40inbox.com. Pizza delivery driver sues friends over a $1 million lottery win. Most people would celebrate if they found out their lottery pool was the lucky winner of a $1 million check. But last October, when Philip Sotos of Windsor, Ontario learned via social media that 16 people were sharing in a prize that he believed was also partially his, the news had quite the opposite effect. To add insult to injury, Tosotos told CBC that the man holding up the check, whom Tosotos considered a friend, was just eating pizza that Sotos, a pizza delivery driver, had brought him for free. I got online and I was just going through social media and what comes up? The same guy that's eating my pizza is holding a million dollar check and that's how I found out, he said. How would you feel? That hurt more than anything. Sotos joined the lottery pool when he was an employee at an auto parts delivery company where the other members of the group also worked. Despite leaving for the pizza delivery job, Sotos claims that he was still part of the poll, and even though he didn't always pay his share, and in fact owed the group $40 for the winning ticket in question, according to Sotos, in the six years he belonged to the poll, he owed up to $100 but was never cut off as the group operated an opt-out basis. Sotos claims that he agreed to go in on the winning ticket in June, and the pool won later that month. A court filing states that clear communication would be required to disqualify a member from the group. In a series of text messages, Sotos acknowledges owing money and says he'll pay, then backtracks telling the group to take his share out of the hoped-for 
winnings. Each group member would have walked away with a bit less cash if Tosoros had been cut in two. We all would have won $58,000, Soros told CBC. This is all over a difference of $4,500. Although Soros' lawyer, Joseph De Luca, says he'd still like to settle out of court, a lawyer for the group of 16 says they're not considering that and will file a statement of defense in the coming weeks. Wow. Talk about ha. Huh? Talk about an interesting situation. That being said, I have a feeling that this individual probably was not involved in this actual lottery pool by the end of it for the winning ticket and feels like he's just entitled to it. I think this is a case of someone who just feels like they're entitled to free money. Feel free to give your thoughts. If you want to learn how to get a debt, go to 40inbox.com.